Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Okay, let's try it again. How's it going? Are you loving this like monsoon weather that we are randomly having? Uh, it's pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Man, I am so excited to be with you tonight. It has been a minute since I have been over here. My D group girls graduated last year, class of 2020, all kinds of craziness. That was a fun one, huh? So I haven't been over here since then, so I'm so excited to be back with you guys. I love you guys. I love this building. I love your leaders. I love 912. Man, I'm just excited to be here. Tonight, we're going to dive into this. We are continuing in the Sermon on the Mount And I love this text. I love what Jesus says in here because Jesus is basically, I know you've heard this, they've been saying this, Jesus is basically setting up this upside down kingdom, this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God that is so in complete contrast to everything of the world. Basically, Jesus is saying, if you want to be a part of my kingdom, if you want to be one of my followers, then take the world, look at the world, what the world is doing and just do the complete opposite of it. Because that is the kingdom of God. It is so counter to what the world does. And that's what Jesus is saying us to the Sermon on the Mount. So we're gonna dive in. Tonight we are talking about um, verses 19 through 24 in chapter six. And Jesus says this thing a lot. He talks about treasures in heaven. Have you heard this phrase before? Maybe it's from this text. Maybe people have said this to you before. This is like the kind of phrase that your great grandma has like crocheted on a little pillow in her living room or something. My great grandma did. I know she did. It's that kind of thing or like hanging on like her wall or something. And you're like, that's so funny. You're talking about like not having treasures. And here's like this material thing that you're putting up saying not to do this. It was always so weird to me. But I hear this a lot. My dad would always say this to me when I would ask him for something, like this really new fun pair of shoes that I really wanted or something that of course cost like $100 or like a new phone or a new car. And he would be like, Maggie, we don't store it for ourselves treasures on earth. We store it for ourselves treasures in heaven. And I would be like, okay, cool. So like no on the, is that like a no on the phone? I don't, just just like yes or no. Like don't, don't do this to me. Just tell me the answer, yes or no. And it was always no, because we don't store it for ourselves treasures on earth. Earth, we store it for ourselves treasures in heaven, and that's the way that my dad spoke, and it was really fun. So here in verses nineteen through twenty-four, we're going to talk about this concept, and Jesus is saying a lot about money, a lot about material things, but I also think he is talking about something a lot deeper than that. When I was thinking through what to say tonight, I was thinking I could come out and I could preach a whole sermon on not loving material things and saying material things will not fulfill you. They will not bring you eternal joy. They're not the things that we want to put our hope in, but the thing is you already know that, right? Like, not, like if I preach that sermon, none of you would go home and be like, oh my gosh, my mind has been blown. Material things don't fulfill us. Wow, crazy. I've never heard that before. Like you've all heard that. That is very familiar to us. So when we look at this text, I want to look a little bit deeper and I want to say, what is Jesus asking of us? Like, is he asking us questions to consider? Is he asking us to reflect on certain things and something maybe a little bit deeper, uh, maybe at the root of this materialism that we see? And so that's what we're gonna examine tonight. I think that Jesus is having us ask ourselves three questions through this text and we're gonna walk through those. Okay, let's read this. Verses 19 through 21 to start with. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart 
will be also. I think that the question that Jesus is asking us here is what is your treasure? What is the thing that you are finding your worth in, that you're finding your value in? What is the thing that you are pursuing above all else? Whether you realize it or not, what is the thing that you are saying that has more value to me than anything else in the world? This is a question we have to ask ourselves. What is our treasure? And Jesus here defines two kinds of treasures. He says there's the kind where moths and vermin will destroy it, where thieves will break in and seal it. Basically, things that can be destroyed, things that will not last. And he's saying, or there's the other option, which is things that moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and seal. And we can see here, Jesus is saying, there's two types. Which is your treasure? Is it the treasure of the world that will be destroyed, that will fade away, that will not last? Or is it the treasure of Jesus? Things that will last, things that have eternal value and eternal purpose, things that can fulfill treasures of the world or treasures of the kingdom. And the thing is, Jesus isn't just saying, I want you to treasure good things. I want you to treasure holy things. Jesus is saying, I want you to treasure me. Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing in this life. Not just the things of Jesus, the things that he has to offer. Jesus is saying, it's me. I want you to pursue me. Not just the things that I can offer you, but me, myself. Here's a really cool thing about what Jesus describes here. He says, here are these things that will be destroyed, these treasures that eventually will not last, or these treasures over here that will last, that will fulfill. And the thing about it is it's not just the treasures themselves that will be destroyed. Obviously, these material things, these these finding our worth or value in things that don't matter, those things will be destroyed. But at the same time, those things will end up destroying us. If we find our whole purpose and value and worth in those things, not only will they fade away and be destroyed, but they will cause us to be destroyed. Which is why Jesus is saying, choose me, pursue me. Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing because he is the only thing that lasts, the only thing that provides fulfillment, the only thing that provides that joy that we are seeking to put our treasure in. It's Jesus himself. And I remember uh, for a lot of my life when I would hear this and I would hear Jesus say things like, it's me, choose me, like follow after me. I would kind of be like, really? Like, is that not like a little bit arrogant of him to do that? Like to say, I'm the greatest thing ever. And I started having this realization, like it's actually not arrogant at all. It's the most compassionate thing he can do because he is the best thing for us. Like imagine that you like break your arm or something, okay? And the doctor's like, you need to go see a surgeon. You need to have a little consultation about this. Let's see what happens. So you go in. You meet with a surgeon and the surgeon is like, yes, it is very broken and you need me to fix it. Like we would never be like, okay, arrogant surgeon. Like, do I really need you? Because I have Tylenol at home and it does a pretty good job. We would never think that about a surgeon who is saying, you need me to heal you. You need me to fix you. We're like, yes, please do that. I would like to use my arm again. So I would really love that. It's the same thing with Jesus. When Jesus is like, pursue me, follow after me, do the things I ask you to do. Sometimes we're like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, 
Are you sure you're really the best thing? It is not arrogant of Jesus to say, you need to choose me because I'm the best thing. It's the most compassionate thing he can do for us because he is the only one that can fulfill us. He is the only treasure worth pursuing because he is the only thing that matters. Not only is he holy and he is good, but he is the answer to every illness, every problem, every situation that we have. Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing because he is the only thing that can actually satisfy us. Let's keep going. Verses 22 through 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay, this has always felt like kind of weird to me that it's like, yeah, we're talking about treasures. And then all of a sudden it's like, let's talk about your eyes. Okay, it's like, whoa, hello, Jesus. Big shift there. Wasn't ready for that one. But here's a question for you. Do you, any of you have glasses or contacts and need them in like a big way? I'm not talking, like I was talking to somebody the other day that was like, I've been missing my glasses for two weeks. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would be dead if I was missing my glasses for two weeks. I wear contacts without contacts and glasses. I am legally blind. Hey, oh, thank you. Congratulations, big time for me. So if I don't have my contacts in or if I don't have my glasses, it is a very bad situation. I have this like recurring nightmare that I'm in the middle of Target and something happens and my contacts just fell out. And I, like I, I'm, I'm done. Like I, if you see me in Target and I like don't know what I'm doing, it's probably because my nightmare came true and my contacts fell out and I literally cannot do anything. Like I would not be able to find my phone in my purse. I would not be able to know what aisle I was in. Like if my contacts were not in my eyes right now, I would probably break my leg because I would not know where anything is. Like I would not be able to see you. I'm gonna be able to see you. I would not be able to see my timer. And I, it would be a very bad situation. I could not read this right in front of me. My eyes, if they are not working, it's a very bad situation. Same for you. You might not have experienced it because you have great vision. Congratulations. But if your eyes are not working, it's not just bad for your eyes. It's bad for your whole body. If your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be unhealthy. It says, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Let's look real quick back Hop back over to Genesis 3 real quick. So we know in Genesis, God has created everything. We have Adam and Eve. They're in the garden. And God is like, hey, there's this one tree that you cannot eat from. Okay? It's like the, the one thing you cannot do. Well, you've probably heard this story before. The serpent comes up and he's like, did he really say that? Like, is it really going to be that bad? This verse, listen to this. <clears throat> 3, 6. When the woman, talking about Eve, saw the saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. When she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, she ate it. This is the moment that sin enters the world. This is the moment where everything falls apart. And it says it's because Eve saw this. This is what Jesus is talking about here. I think the question he is asking us here is where is your focus? What are your eyes focused on? And how is that stopping you from pursuing the only treasure that matters? 
What are your eyes looking at that is becoming a treasure that matters more to you? What is stealing your focus? Where is your focus? Is it something that you're looking at constantly on social media? Is it something that you're looking at constantly on the internet? Is it someone that you're seeing at school and saying, if only I could just be like that. If only this thing that I'm seeing, if I could just become that or have that or that treasure that I just want to pursue, if that could be mine, this thing that I am focusing on, if only that were mine, then I would have that fulfillment. So Jesus is asking us, what is your focus? Where is your focus? Is it on the things of this world that will be destroyed and that will destroy us? Or is it on Jesus, the only treasure worth pursuing? He's calling us to look at him with our eyes. And I don't think this is like a, maybe like some of this is like, you know, uh, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I think this is literal. This is very literal. I think Jesus is saying like, no, literally don't look at the things of this world. Literally focus your eyes on Jesus and the things of Jesus. Okay, let's continue to the next part. Verse 24. <clears throat> I love this verse. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I'm gonna read that again. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Jesus is really blunt here. Jesus is really, really honest in saying like, it's me or the world. It's one or the other. It's not 95% Jesus and 5% the world because if that's the case, then it's actually no Jesus. It is one or the other. It is black and white. It is oil and water. The upside down kingdom that we're talking about means that Jesus and the world are so far from each other. They can't, it's not that he just doesn't want to exist in the same realm as that. It's that he can't because one is so holy and one is so unholy. And Jesus is saying, you have to choose one or the other. You have to choose one treasure to pursue and it's either me or it's the world. It cannot be both. Jesus, as a reminder, is the only treasure worth pursuing, the only master worth serving, the only one that will bring the fulfillment, that will bring the identity, the worth, the value that we are seeking in all of these things and all of these treasures that we are focusing on. It is only Jesus. Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing, the only master worth serving. And we have to choose one or the other. Jesus is very clearly asking us, who is your master? Who is the one that you are going to choose here? The one that you will pursue, the one that will fulfill you more than anything. So I have this blanket here and I'll be honest, I'm like a little bit freaking out that I have this blanket here and this blanket is not at home because it is almost bedtime in my house and I have a five-year-old that is going to be very unhappy if this blanket is not home by bedtime. But 
I mean, when you gotta have a sermon illustration, you gotta have a sermon illustration, am I right? So this blanket is very, very special in our house. This belongs to my son, Pax. This blanket was made for him by his great-grandmother before he was even born, and he has slept with this blanket every single night for the last five and a half years of his life. So recently, Pax is like learning numbers. He's all about like value and how much things cost. And so he came to me the other day, and he was like, hey, mom, mom. I think my blanket costs $500 million thousand dollars. And in my head, I was like, first of all, that's not a number. Second of all, no, it doesn't. Like, do you see this thing? Like, there's no way that this costs even like, I mean, who would pay like even $5 for this? But this thing matters to packs. Last night during the storms, got a little rowdy. I wake up, this is like a really fun thing that kids like to do. They like to show up at like the side of your bed in the middle of the night and just get really close to your face. And then you don't really know what's happening. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, mom, mom, if there's a tornado, it's okay because my blanket's gonna keep me safe. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This blanket is not gonna do anything for you in a tornado. And second of all, why are you awakened in my face right now? But I just kept thinking like, how ridiculous is that? When this kid gets sad, this is the thing he runs to. When this kid gets scared, this is the thing he thinks is going to protect him. When he gets lonely, like he cuddles us and he cradles us, he loves us and he's going to kindergarten next year and I'm like, ooh, we gotta have a little hard talk about blankets staying home, not going to kindergarten. He loves this thing. This is not just like a blanket that keeps him warm. This is a blanket that provides security. This is his great, if you were to say, Pax, what's your greatest treasure in the world? He would say that blanket, obviously. It's worth $520,000 million. He loves this thing. And when I look at him and I see how much value he places in this, what a treasure this is to him. I think how ridiculous that this kid is turning to this to keep him safe, to make him happy, to fulfill him. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then I look at my life. And I look at all of the things that I have chosen to pursue as treasures. I look at, I, I look at myself and I see this, this deep, deep insecurity inside of me that I have had for my whole life. That I have, every time I look in the mirror and I say, am I, am I enough? Am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I skinny enough? Am I smart enough? Do I work hard enough? All of these things, these questions that I ask myself, I start to find things like this blanket, these treasures that I start to look for that I think, okay, that will fulfill me. Whether it's a relationship, my goodness, the relationships that I have chosen, ha, ah, to fulfill those things inside of me that I think if only, if this person could just like love me enough or think I'm pretty enough, then I will feel fulfilled. Then I will feel like I have worth and value. Accomplishments, I am a man, I am an achiever to my core. And I look in the mirror and I think I'm not working hard enough. I am not doing enough. But if I, if I can just get enough things done, if I can just climb the ladder a little more, shatter the ceiling a little more, just mark off enough things on my to-do list, then maybe I will feel fulfilled. That treasure of achievement that I seek after so often to think if I, then I think I will just feel like I'm good enough if I can do that. 
So many times, my goodness, when I think about myself in high school, oh my goodness, when I think about how I viewed myself physically, my appearance or my status, the things that I did to my body, the things that I ate that I didn't eat to try and get myself to a place where I thought, if I can just look like this, if I can just dress like this, if I can just appear like this, if I can just get these treasures that will make me feel fulfilled, then I think I will finally have worth and value. I will finally feel secure. And spoiler alert, none of those things ever did and none of them ever will because every single one of those things is a treasure of the world that will be destroyed, that will fade away and in the end will destroy me. But when I get rid of things like a silly blanket or achievement or appearance or relationships and I can focus my gaze on Jesus, the treasure, not just the things that Jesus offers, but who Jesus is. And I can make that my treasure. I can focus on that. Then the fulfillment that comes from that is so much, it doesn't even compare to what those other things can give because Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing, the only treasure that lasts, the only treasure that fulfills, the only treasure that will ever give me worth or value that matters in any kind of way. Because Jesus is the only treasure worth pursuing. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for the redemption that he brings, for the value that he brings us. God, without him, we are nothing, absolutely nothing. Forgive us for the times that we have sought after treasure that fades, treasure of this world that means nothing. Father, allow us to focus our eyes on Jesus, to pursue that treasure above anything else for our joy and for your glory. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.